Welcome to the U-Turn Podcast. This is the place to connect to who you truly are. We're bringing PhDs, experts, and leaders to help you elevate your mindset in your work life and in your love life so that you can see things differently and truly love your world. I'm Ashley Stahl. I'm a career expert, author, and TEDx speechwriter and booker, and I'm excited to bring you in to this week's episode. Hey, U-Turn friends. I'm so excited to talk about something really important today with Jamila Souffrant, and it is her new book called Your Journey to Financial Freedom. It's out December 5th, 2023. And if you haven't heard of what she's doing, she's an award-winning fellow podcaster. She's a writer, and she's an educator in personal finance. Her podcast is called Journey to Launch. I've been on the show. She's a wife. She's a mother. And she's really here to help you really get that freedom in your finances that you so deserve. And um, this episode is going to be all about that. And I hope you check out her book when we're done. So Jamila, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Ashley, for having me. It's exciting to be back. Yeah. I Okay. So I know that I remember when we were sitting down, you were talking about how you invested in a piece of real estate and it's just been like such a huge ROI for you. And I know that there's so many people that that would just be a dream to have something sitting there and paying them every month, something that takes them out of the daily grind pressure and something that supports them. And I know that most of America especially is living paycheck to paycheck. So um, for somebody listening right now that maybe they just got out of debt, maybe they just started at ground zero um, and they want to play the game differently and better. What are some things that they should start thinking about right now? And obviously, I hope they read your book, but let's say they don't, um, (laughs) that we can just get them prepared, whether or not they read. What would you share with them? So I'd say that the journey to complete financial independence, which is never having to work actively for money again, because you have enough money in your investments um, or your portfolio basically pays for your expenses. That is a very audacious, big goal. It's a journey that I am on that I encourage everyone to actually get on, even though it feels like a big goal. And the reason why it feels sometimes impossible and people have every right to feel this way um, is because depending on your starting point, right? You just mentioned someone who's just getting out of debt. And then what about, you know, all the thousands, millions of people, so thousands listening, and then like the millions of people who are still in debt, like trying to imagine a world or a life in which, you know, they don't have any debt, they have enough to live on forever for the rest of their lives or exiting out of the workforce definitely feels big. But um, in order to achieve that goal, right, you have to like initiate the journey. And so if you're just <laughs> listening to this and just thinking about what you want your life to be, if it's not there yet, right, if you don't have control over your time or, you know, you're working in a place or out of place or in even in your own business where you feel like you have to do things because you need the money and it doesn't yeah. feel like you're able to work from a place of power, then getting on the financial independence journey is not like it's not optional because either way, the time is going to pass anyway. And so you want to put yourself in a better position for the future and currently. So if you are just starting, you know, the initial steps um, that it takes to go through the stages, I have something, a framework where I talk about going through the journey or stages to get to complete financial independence. 
And so the person that is just in debt or just finding out about this, there's some work to do, right? At the beginning right. stages. I mean, there's work to do at any stage. But in order to get a true sense of where you currently are and what you need to do, you need to know your starting point. Right. So where is it that you are? Where are you with your finances? How much debt do you have or how much um, assets do you have? What's your income? What's your expenses? Those are the tangible things we can look at. And then, of course, there are the intangible, which are just as if not important <laughs> because it's the mindset and it's the habits that will allow you to sustain yourself on this journey. But it's important to know your starting point And then, you know, also obviously figuring out where you are aiming to go for that first uh, shot and then work through the steps to complete the journey. Okay. So um, let's, first of all, I love this idea of people like really realizing first, like it's time to get on the dang train. Like that's the starter. It's, it's moving anyway. It's moving yeah. anyway. So yeah, might as well get on it. Yeah. Okay. So let's say, you know, we're intimidated, right? Like yeah. let's say somebody has their first $10,000 in their account and they're like, my God, I've never seen this cash just sitting here. Like I'm changing my life. I'm not living paycheck to paycheck anymore. I'm a little bit ahead. Um, I know every person who um, has a body of financial knowledge has their own approach to investing and what to do with the cash. But since you're here and you have your own wisdom, I want to know what would you do with, let's say, $50,000 that was your beginning of having a savings? All right. And so, okay, so here's the thing. Um, saving alone won't get you to financial independence. Like like, saving is important and you need uh, cash to help in emergencies. You need cash to help for your lifestyle desires, like buying a home or traveling, right? You should have money set aside if you know that's your goal. And so Mm -hmm. saving in a savings account is important and can, you know, help you accomplish those things. But to reach a place in which you do not feel beholden to a job or person, right? Stuck in situations that you don't feel comfortable. You just don't want to do. You want options. You need to invest. That means you need your money to grow exponentially over time, to beat out inflation, to work for you. You need your money to make you money. And so saving alone doesn't do that. Investing does. Mm -hmm. And I definitely understand why it's intimidating for so many people because it's meant to be. It's meant to be a barrier in terms of how, you know, the people talk about it, all the jargon. Um, it's not, it hasn't been accessible and relatable to a lot of people. They, you know, usually you think you have to like uh, trade stocks every day, be a day trader, looking, re- researching companies, be good at math. And it's really, you don't need to do any of those things to become an investor. And so if I had money, let's say $50,000, like cash, like, I don't know, let's say I got a bonus. Um, I would identify where I am on the journey to financial independence. What are my ultimate goals? And where am I currently? And so if I'm someone who's still working in a job I do not like and I eventually want to change careers or I want to take a break, I'm going to think about, okay, how much money would I need to take a break and figure out what I want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's not only my emergency fund, so emergency fund is like a smaller, you know, maybe three to six emergency fund to cover expenses should something happen. Three to and six you need months? Money. Three to six months of expenses. And you can look at that as like bare minimum. So no extras, you know, Mm -hmm. no going out to eat, just like paying for the rent and mortgage. And or you can look at it as I want to include all my lifestyle. So what does that look like? That's a number for Mm -hmm. people, right? And then you have something called the FU fund, mm-hmm. which is more of a supersized emergency fund. And it depends on the person and your goals, but it could be like one to five years of expenses that you have because you want it to hold you over while you really take a break or 
do something else. Right. And so figuring out what that looks like for you, that 50,000, you know, that could be like half of an FU fund for someone, or it could be, um, a, you know, you can use a portion of that to have an emergency fund if you still intend to work and still bring in money and that money can help sustain your lifestyle. But I would look at what are my goals? Am I wanting to obtain financial independence, complete financial independence? And how far along am I there? Like, do I have enough invested? Am I on the right track? If I want to be able to quit my job or, or exit out of the traditional workforce or take a break in 15 years, how much money do I need to have to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. And starting from here to then, how much do I need to invest on a monthly basis, on an annual basis? And so what happens for a lot of people is there are a lot of competing goals that you have in your life. Right. You, know, you want to be able to maybe quit a job or opt out of the workforce. You want to be able to pay off debt. You want to buy the house. You want to take the vacation all the things. And then 50,000, yes, it's a great number. But when you look at all the things I just said, you know, yeah. that that's probably not going to exactly. be enough. Well, so this right. is leading me to, I'm, I'm knowing the listeners, here's what I'm assuming is obviously some people are paycheck to paycheck. Obviously some people are in debt. I've been there. I want to speak to the person who is getting started. Um, like, let's say they are just completing their three to six month emergency fund and they're investing their first time in their life. And they're so excited about financial freedom. And maybe they're in their mid thirties or maybe they're in their forties. It's like, man, I wish I started this in my twenties, but late is better than never. Let's go. I'm imagining some people are probably thinking to themselves, like, is it too late? Am I already kind of in? And I, we know it's not, but yeah. What would you do with your beginning of investing? Cause I feel like people are like, okay, there's real estate. Uh, there's like the stock market, like there's these, these CD things, like where do we begin? So I would love to give some people some action if they have their emergency fund and it's time for that next step towards investing into financial freedom. This episode is brought to you in part by Joy. Joy is a place where women can find incredible answers, own their health journey, and really start to feel like themselves again. You are totally unique, and so is your health. So you should really have a health plan that's unique to you. One size does not fit all when it comes to your overall well-being, and that's why I love Joy, spelled J-O-I, so much. Joy offers very comprehensive labs, unlike anything I would typically get at my doctor's appointments, consultations, and very actionable solutions to create change in your health based on your metrics and your labs. And it's all in one place. Joy is going to measure your individual biomarkers and get the most accurate picture of your health and create a personalized plan where you have access to one-on-one consultants with board-certified clinicians and follow-ups with lifestyle coaches. This truly is a proactive healthcare designed to help you feel, function, and really look your best. So if you're looking to take more ownership over your health and really feel better, get more life force energy, Joy is offering us 20% off your labs. So head on over to choosejoy.co slash U-turn and browse their curated section of comprehensive labs. That's choosejoy.co slash Y-O-U-T-U-R-N to get that 20% off your labs. Choose Joy because... You got to feel like you again, my friends. Right. Even if you don't have emergency fund or you're still in debt, I do uh, think you should be investing. And so investing can look like different things. If you're working for a company and you have access to a 401k, a pre-tax retirement plan, so you get it's advantageous for you to invest in it because you get tax breaks, um, you can start there. 
if you were if you have access to that. Um, and so that looks like usually the company takes out a percentage from your check. And so when I started on my journey, I was barely investing in it because I didn't care about it. I didn't understand it. And I was like, I'll worry about myself that 56 year old Jamila later, like I want all my money now. And when I started to get into investing or understanding the power of compound interest where your money makes money, I started to up how much from my paycheck pre-tax was going into my retirement accounts, my 401k plan. And even just upping it by 5%, 10% and eventually maxing it out helped me tremendously. And so looking at my options at my company was really helpful because then I could say, okay, I will just invest in a mutual fund that the company already is, you know, there's fees associated with that, but it's all within this container where I literally just need to pick the fund I want to be invested in and my money goes there automatically. Now, Mm -hmm. let's say you work for yourself, which I'm sure a lot of your audience does, right? Like, you know, you have solo 401ks as a, if you're a solopreneur like myself, that's how I invest now. Or you can have a Roth IRA. So that's after-tax investment into retirement account. And so you can open up your own account um, at, you know, Fidelity, a Vanguard, at these trusted companies, right? Um, And that is your starting point. Now, there's there's a like a limit to how much you can invest in a Roth IRA. I believe it's right now $6,000. They changed the amount um, recently. But if that's the case and you don't have access, that's where you could start. Now, the next question is, okay, but I don't even understand what I should invest in. Like, what should I do? Should I buy stock? Should I buy real estate? I am a advocate of the boring, low-cost way to reach wealth. Mm-hmm. And once you get that down packed, or once you have that on repeat, then you can do the more exciting things like real estate and other so assets. 401k or whatever your company offers and maxing that out is the first first thing you recommend as like the boring path. Well, okay. So if investing in retirement accounts, mm-hmm. so those are tax advantage accounts, like a pre-tax retirement account, a 401k. Or if you don't have access to one, a Roth IRA is an after-tax account. These are containers. These are accounts you can invest in that you get tax advantages in, advantages for investing in them because okay. it's meant the government is incentivizing you to invest in them because they don't want to have to take care of you in retirement. That right. is your first step is figuring out what you have access to. Yeah. The next step is saying, okay, now I want to invest. Uh-huh. And so you can invest, whether it's your 401k, you, you might, you'll have limited options there because your company kind of controls like what those options look like. But if you are investing outside of a 401k through a company, like a, like a after-tax retirement account, you have the option to choose what you want. Right. So instead of picking a stock, like one single stock, you can do something or pick something called index funds, mm-hmm. which literally tracks the entire market. Now, again, I'm not a financial, I'm not, the, you're a financial advisor. I'm not anyone's yeah, financial advisor. Yeah, it's more about what you would do. This is what I'm right. excited about. Right, but it's a proven way in terms of riding with the market. So some people try to beat the market. Like I'm going to like foresee that this stock in this company is going to do so well and I'm, I'm a bank on that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the the strategy of I'm just going to follow the market because over time, even with the market dips, the market always goes back up if you're a long-term investor. So it's literally taking money that you have. Um, I start. I would say start with your tax advantage retirement accounts and investing in mutual funds slash index funds, which literally just tracks the market. They're low fee. So you're not paying someone else to manage it for you. And 
get a sense of what those options are for you. Because if you, depending on what company you go to, they have different options, but just start there. So that would be, that's how I started. I started to max out my pre-tax retirement accounts at my job. Then I started to look at Roth IRAs and taxable investments and looked at index funds. What is my low cost? Almost like, you know, yes, the market will go up and down, but this is a surefire way for me to reach my long-term goals in 10 to 15 years by investing. And that's where I put a majority of my money when I first started. And I'm still I'm still doing that now. Is there a calculator or a place people can go to really understand if you start putting in 6K a year, because that's the amount right now, right? If you start putting 6K a year into your 401k now, here's what's projected for you to have by the time you're 70 or whatever. Yeah. Is yeah, that it's so funny. Somewhere? There's a bunch of calculators, you know, that's a future value calculator. You can like literally, and, and maybe after this, I can send you a link. We can, I can send you a link, but if you just Google that, like that's like a typical um, calculation people do. Like if I put $6,000 a, a year um, and at a 7%, let's be like conservative, 7% return over the next 10 years, what would that give me? Next 15 years, what would that give me? Yeah. I think that's the most powerful way to get people interested in investing because yeah. I, a lot of, you know, investing into these accounts, it's invisible wealth. People, you don't see it. You, you, you can't really use it. You can, but you're encouraged to let it stay and grow, right? Right. Versus the kind of wealth that, you know, most people, what we see now, especially, we want to be able to use it. We want to be able to wear it, uh, drive it, uh, vacation to it, right? And so right. it's different. And so for people to see like, wait a second, and this is the this is the calculation I literally showed my husband when I got him on board on this journey, because the conversation was, we're barely investing. And if we continue this way, we'll be okay, barely. Um, but if we start investing this much money per year, per month, over time, instead of having like, let's just say X amount of money, we'll have 10 times that. And yes, our lifestyle may have to be adjusted a bit, but we can still live a good life, but we will be so far better off if we do it this way. And because he saw the numbers in the future, it helped create a sense of security in the present. So right. um, yes, the calculators and like mapping all that out. Where is there a special calculator that you recommend? Like, let's say that, you know, somebody's listening right now and they're just like, hey, I want to know what 6K a year and my 401K will turn into in the next. I feel like this is so grounded. I want to have somewhere that people can go. Do you know of anywhere like that? I would have to send you a link. I mean, okay. there is a, you know, we'll there, put it in the show notes. a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. Send it on over and we'll put it in the show notes for people. So if you're listening in the show notes, there will be a link. For you to calculate, what happens if you put 6K a year in a 401k right now? What age are you going to have a projected amount? I just think like it's so uninspiring to give up cash in a time where inflation is so insane. I think my coffee cost, my latte the other day cost me $9. Well, but that's the point. Like That's why investing is crucial because if you're not investing your money, so the same money that you might feel good about, which again, I'm, I'm a, saving is great. But your money, you lose value in purchasing power by just saving money in a regular savings account at like most savings account returns are like 0.003%. Right. Inflation is a lot higher than that. So your cost of coffee, like keeping your cash, like without investing it, you actually lose purchasing power. So the only way to keep up with inflation so that you can afford that coffee in five years is investing unless yeah. you just keep trying to make more money, which is fine too. But that be, that puts you on the forever cycle of needing to work. And so what my big goal for most people is that you don't have to like jump right in and like invest all your money right away if you don't understand it, you're not inspired. 
But it's important to start somewhere. And I just say, even if it's a couple hundred dollars a month, yeah. Um, and seeing what that gives you versus not doing it. What do you have to lose? And then as you get on the journey, this is the most exciting part is that you actually start making progress and doing more because you start to see the benefits. You become inspired because when I started, my goal was, okay, in seven years, we're going to, I'm going to reach my version of financial independence. I'll quit my job and I would have to wait seven years for that to happen. As I started to invest, start my journey, started journey to launch, I realized that, wait a second, I can actually reach this a freedom that I never knew before was possible because I started the journey, because I learned about investing, because I started to use my talents and gifts in a way that was able to earn me money on my right. own terms. Yeah. And so, yes, in the beginning, it's like, oh, this is such like a long journey. It doesn't feel possible. But once you start, who you become and what you need to learn and how you look at things differently you'll start to see the benefits right away. You don't have to wait 10, 15, 20 years from now to reap the benefits of all that money in your account. I'm telling you, like most people start seeing changes in their life, their finances and career when they start because of all the knowledge and confidence and and things that they obtain along the path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so agree with that. Um, As far as, I don't know, like, somebody calculating their number. I love how you said in seven years, I want this amount of freedom. So I imagine that um, that requires somebody to say, how much money do you need per month to feel free? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, somebody can go ahead and calculate that, but where do they go from there? Right. And do you want me to just give you a really quick way to calculate that? Yeah, I would love that. <laughs> I don't want to scare, I don't want to scare anyone. Cause when I first calculated my number, I was like, whoa, like, that's that feels big. But, you know, um, so here it's called the 25 times rule. It's just a general rule of thumb of how much you would need um, in your t- total portfolio where you're drawing down on to live without running out of money. And so it's called like the financial independence number. And you multiply your annual expenses by 25. Okay. So whatever it is, right, like let's just say you can use what you're living on now. And multiply that by 25. Or if you're future looking and you're saying, well, I'm not going to have certain expenses or, you know, I'm not going to have this debt. And so maybe I can live off 80,000 a year. Like that yeah. would be comfortable or 40,000 a year. You would multiply that by 25 and that, that gives you your pre taxes. Yeah, that's all. That's like growth. Like the that's salary encompassing of it. Right. Okay. And so this is ex- essentially what you could draw down upon. Mm-hmm. Of that annual amount without running out, of, out without running out of that money for a certain time frame, and mm-hmm. that's all because of compounding interest. Like your money is staying in long term, you're taking out some, but then it's a lot is still staying in, and it's it's growing still over time. Um, and so you can do that calculation, and of course, everything is tied to how much you need to spend. So someone mm-hmm. who's only spending twenty. $30,000 a year, which yes, there are people who do that. Um, I've interviewed them and they're actually very happy. I'm um, very frugal, but maybe, you know, it's a simple life for them. They need a lot less money. Yeah. And so if they're making a lot in their working years, it's, it's easier to get to that number because they can invest and save half or more than their income. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a person that requires more, maybe your family, right? You have a partner, you have kids, um, you want to live a more what I call guacamole five lifestyle. So I break this down in the book. Like there are these uh, lifestyle levels that we need to understand about ourselves and which ones we want to live. Guac level one is more basic, frugal. You have really no bells and whistles. Guac level five, you have all the things. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you 
And so understanding that about yourself uh, helps you realize how big your number needs to be. Okay. And so you ask, okay, someone calculates their number and you're like, then what? That was the question, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing it right now. I'm literally got my yeah. open. I'm like, right. all right, Ashley, okay. about to be really intense. Okay. So. Okay. So great. They took their annual number. Yeah. And they're like, okay, that times 25. And they're looking at that like, shit. Okay. That's a pretty big. Yeah. Now what? Okay. So now what? Now you have your kind of. You got the guacamole with everything in it. <laughs> right, right. So you're probably like a guac level four or five, you know? So, yeah. you know, that means you require a higher number to live. Okay. Yeah. That's just where you are or where you want to go. Now, that number can change for many reasons. Your um, your goals may change. Your lifestyle needs may change, whether it goes up or down. So it's just your initial target. Yeah. So now you need to kind of walk back. Where are you currently? What yeah. are your current assets? What are your current liabilities? What are your current income? What's your expenses? Because the difference between your income and expenses allows you to pay off debt, allows you to invest. Mm -hmm. And so understanding like your starting point then says, all right, let's just say you say, all right, you know, I want to reach this number. Let's say you set just a big 10 years. I'm going to reach this number. And you don't even know how yet. You don't even know how much you need to do that. But you're like, I want to do in 10 years. Let's just say your number for simplicity is a million dollars. And that's, I think, $40,000 a year. Like if you want to spend. But so 40,000, you correct me, but I think 40,000 times 25. Is I'm so bad right. at math. That's like yeah. terrifying podcast um, for me. To- I should know this because I say yeah. these numbers all the time, but it all, but it should be a million, right? Yeah. And so with that, you know, okay, so let me see where I am. So, and I say 10 years. So maybe you do all the, you look at your retirement accounts, your taxable accounts, the accounts that you will draw down upon when you reach early retirement or financial independence, they equal 50,000. Mm-hmm. So now you're at a $50,000 starting point and then you are at a $1 million end point that you want. And right. you just said 10 years. Yeah. So this is where, you know, um, you, you, it's funny because I actually do have a, uh, worksheet and calculator that allows you to put in per year, how much you can invest to get to your number. Yeah. Um, we could talk about that later, but you know, let's just say in general, you find just a simple, simple calculator that says, if you invest X amount, you know, you play with it. If I invested 50,000 a year. Where does that take me? Does that get me to a million based on my starting point? And then you might realize like, there's like, no, like it does not, <laughs> you know, you need a lot more. But that's also about the returns, right? Because obviously, right. so the calculation on your worksheet probably calculates those returns. Well, so you can, you can input the returns. So some people, you know, I like conservative returns based on the market. So I can go as low as 6% with me trying to model out what my money will how grow over time. So people use 8% mean the average return of the stock market, right? Because I'm actually following the index. When I talk about index funds, I'm just following the index. I'm not trying to beat the market. I'm literally yeah. just trying to ride it out. And so, you know, a six to 8% return rate works for most people when they're modeling this out. And so what happens is once you put your numbers in and then you see the time frame you want to do it, you might think to yourself, wait a second, like, actually, if I want to get to a million dollars, like I'm going to need to invest like a hundred, I don't know, something, let's just say it's a for you, a big number. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean now? It's a big number more than you have. So you have options. So now you know, um, so now it's time to figure out like what to do with your options. Your options are either to one, increase the timeline of where you, when you want to reach your number. So give yourself mm-hmm. more time. So mm-hmm. instead of 10 years, you make it 15 years and then you you require less a year or a month to invest. Okay. Uh, you may, you may decrease your number because you're like, you know what? My freedom means more than the buying the latte every day. Like yeah. I want to be able to do my own thing and it's not worth the latte every day. That that works right. too. So you your number, the end goal changes, maybe goes down a bit. Or you may say to yourself, I need to earn more money. 
um, so that I can invest more or I need to stop spending in these areas right now so that I can invest more to get to that number. So that's why it's so important to have a sense of your end goal, know your starting point, and then set a target for yourself. So that's what I did when I first started. I said to myself, I want to quit my job in seven years. Um, I knew that my husband was still going to work as a teacher. And so we had some income, but it wasn't going to be enough to cover the lifestyle we wanted or that I thought I wanted. And so when I looked at that seven-year timeline, it required me to work in my corporate job because that was like, quote unquote, guaranteed money, stable money. I can like invest. I I got bonuses. But as I started my journey and I got really frugal because I'm like, well, if we need to make it in seven years, we have to save like at least half of our income. Invest, I should say, half of our income. Mm -hmm. The two years in, we saved and invested $169,000 together as a family. Mm. I realized really quickly that one, like that was not sustainable. Um, Two, the the end goal that I set for myself, that seven-year period, and the amount that we want to spend wasn't realistic for a family of five living in New York City with no plans to move. We needed a higher number. We needed we wanted to spend more. So I had to adjust what my financial independence journey looked like. And so I actually ended up quitting my job, realizing that it could take me longer to reach my goals, depending on how my business did. But that was okay because I was enjoying more freedom and autonomy on my way there anyway, right? And so it was more of a function of how, if, if my journey instead of seven years takes 15, that works for me because I'm actually living the life, the financial independence life that I wanted, I'm actually living now. Mm-hmm. Of course, I could always use a little bit more money to do more things, but I'm actually very content with where I am. And so mm-hmm. these are the kind of uh, decisions and processes that come up once you start mapping things out. You could change your mind. You can say, you know what, I'm not compromising. Pro- I'm not compromising on that. And so I don't want to reach financial independence in maybe five years. Maybe it takes 15. But what I'm going to do in the meantime is find work I love um, and lean into enjoying the journey, which I encourage everyone to do. Yeah. Okay. I love this so much. So, well, I mean, you know, you said a lot about calculating the number. I think that's really powerful, at least for people to know. Um, and they're investing in those kind of safer accounts and stuff like that. And that's, again, you're not, and I always want to give the disclaimer. I know you're not financial advising, but I think it's really potent to ask someone who has an expertise in something, what would you do? And so the fact that you're starting with these numbers, you're starting with your emergency fund, um, feels really powerful. I know that people are going to feel intimidated when they see that number, like you talked about. And they're going to, you know, it could discourage them entirely to be like, there's not even a point of putting away this kind of money and living differently for all these years. Um, What would be a message that you would have for them? Yeah, I get it. I get it. Uh, Why and how that could be encouraging seeing that number. But this is why I broke the journey out into the five stages, the journey or stages, because Journey or level five, which is the captain stage, that is having all that money that you just calculated. And that's like, wow. Right. And then your starting point is probably much, you know, in much more in the beginning, which would be journey or stage one, two, three, maybe, which is where you're trying to get out of debt. You're trying to just build assets and build that emergency fund. And so the journey to that number, it is a marathon, right? Mm -hmm. It's multiple marathons. It's long. Um, But there are sprints in between. There are all milestones in between stages in between that there's still you still reach levels of joy and freedom within so even if you are just paying off debt let's just say you calculate and you are realistic with yourself and you're like you know what actually when i just did the math based on how i live and what i want this is going to take me like 20 years 30 Mm -hmm. years who knows right 
But within that time, there's way to, you know, you're still going to be paying off debt. You're still going to be baking in the things you like. You know, the big thing about my book was I wanted to be able to show the journey to financial independence in a way in which you didn't have to sacrifice all the things you like. So if coffee is your thing, guacamole is your thing, taking trips are your thing, you prioritize that in your spending and you just understand the trade-offs. So yeah. it's not that you give everything up for a life in the future. It's how do you balance what's important to you right now? For me as a mom, you know, it's important that I have the flexibility I have with my kids, that I can take them places, put them in things without thinking twice about it. And also, where do I want to be in the future? Well, I don't want to, you know, I still want to reach financial independence. I'm still on that that journey. It may take me 10 more years because I'm spending more of my money now, but that's okay. And so I think if it is overwhelming, remember that it is a very long journey. It's meant to be. Some people can get there faster depending on their goals, but even if it takes you longer, there's so many things to be proud about, proud of as you're going through it. And again, you'll be surprised about how fast things can move for you once you start. Because I didn't think once I started officially uh, my financial independence journey that I could achieve what I did in five years after starting Journey to Launch. I didn't have no clue that this would be my life. Uh, I'd be, you know, having a book come out, I'd, I'd be in the financial place I was, that wasn't, that didn't, those options didn't open up for me until I started. And so that's mm -hmm. why I tell people just start because you'll be surprised at what happens for you, how your mind changes, how more opportunities appear and that you can see them once you start the journey. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything I haven't asked you about <laughs> investing, financial freedom, your book that would be helpful for us to share with everybody before we go? Uh, you know, I just want to encourage everyone. So, so for some people, this is like the first time they're hearing about this concept yeah, exactly. of financial independence, like the fire movement, financial independence, retire early. And I definitely see why for a lot, like, it's just like, this is not realistic. It's not, you know, who doesn't work like, and I get it, you know, but if there has been something in your life or you haven't been completely happy, you've been stressed about finances or you, like me, felt like there was something missing. Like I felt like I was sleepwalking, like kind of living a life that was not mine, didn't have control over my time or energy the way I wanted to. And I needed a way out. And so it was either when I thought about being a millionaire when I was younger, it was about either winning the lottery, marrying rich, or like building the next big business. Yeah. And obviously- I realized quickly that that was not going to be my case. I don't play the lottery. My husband, you know, he's a teacher. He's not, a, you know, he's not, we, he's not uh, rich in that traditional sense. You know, as a family, we are, but not in that traditional sense. And then, so it's really thinking about, is there something missing? Do you feel something missing from your life? And there is a way to create financial stability, security, work flexibility, and ultimately financial freedom for yourself. Um, and so it's really a matter of starting this is why I wrote the book, because I know that not everyone listens to podcasts or can dump through all the episodes that I have. They're over 300 now. And so mm -hmm. what was a way that I can encapsulate all that information, those frameworks, followable and actionable steps that anyone can take at any starting point to reach their goals. And so mm -hmm. that's exactly what the book does for you. If you are, have an open mind about, about achieving it. I love this so much. Thank you so much for your time, for your wisdom. And uh, everyone, I hope this gets you inspired to get started. That was my goal for today's episode. I hope you check out her book, Journey to Financial yeah. Freedom, in December 5th, 2023. And uh, sending you all some some grace as you go from survival to thrival. I just made that up, but it's survival <laughs> yeah, to thrive. Love it. 
Um, so <laughs> thank that. you again for being here. Yeah. And I just want to say, um, you know, you can go to your journey to financialfreedom.com. That's where you can find out. I mean, the book will be everywhere, but you go there. I talked about, um, you know, a lot of concepts just now. And so there is a free course that I'm giving with the, the purchase of a book. So you Perfect. can go to the site and um, see what's going on there and find out where to buy it. Wonderful. Thank you again. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into the U-Turn podcast. And thank you again so much for our sponsors. We are here because of you and to our listeners. Thank you for checking out our sponsors. We always pick people and brands that we trust and we believe in. And just for listening to the show, writing your reviews on the Apple app, and just being willing to make your own U-Turns. We'll see you next week. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join podcast royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox or wherever you listen to your podcasts.